and welcome to The Therapist Mindset. I'm your host, Jamie Bonaiuto, licensed professional counselor, licensed alcohol and drug counselor, registered yoga instructor, and Reiki master. The Therapist Mindset brings you evidence-based therapies with a spiritual backbone. Through mindfulness, we grow and change. I want to thank you so much for being here today. And I want to thank you in advance for your continued support of The Therapist Mindset. It means so much to me. If you would like to continue to support this podcast, please give us a five-star review, a follow, and a share. I appreciate it more than you know. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's get started. Welcome back to The Therapist Mindset. Today we are talking about one of my most favorite topics. Are you ready? Take a big breath. (sighs) There it is. We are talking about the breath. The breath and meditation is one of my most favorite topics to talk about. I can talk all day long. I am so excited to be talking to you today about breathing. We have the breath. We are born with the ability to breathe. As long as we are alive, we are breathing. The breath is something that we can come back to anytime, anywhere, any place, and it's free. We are built with this unlimited resource of breath. It never goes away as long as we're alive, and it's free. How awesome is that? How come we don't utilize the breath more often? I feel hopeful that we are starting to really understand and appreciate the value of the breath as far as enhancing our lives, contributing to emotional wellness, emotional well-being, mental health. Meditation and breath work is trending now, and I couldn't be happier. I'm so hopeful that this trend will continue. We teach mindfulness now in schools around the globe. I've taught mindfulness and meditation in the prison system, not only for people incarcerated, but also for the staff, officers, healthcare staff. We can take a pause and return to the breath, return to our bodies, return to the present moment, ground ourselves in the here and the now, anytime, any place for free. All you have to do is breathe. All you have to do is breathe. There's a quote that I really love. Um, I bring it up all the time in therapy sessions. I don't know the author. I was told that it is a Buddhist quote. However, I don't know 100% if that is true. So if anyone knows otherwise, please email me, let me know. But the quote is something like this. If you feel depressed, then you know you are living in the past. If you are anxious, you are living in the future. And if you are at peace, then you are living in the here and the now. That resonates with me so much as a mental health clinician because the majority of clients that we see are depressed and or anxious. Depression and anxiety 
targets people. It doesn't discriminate. It targets all all kinds of people of all walks of life, socioeconomic statuses. There's no discrimination with um, race, gender, culture. If you are alive, you are at risk of, at some point in your life, feeling depressed and anxious. So people who are clinically depressed or meet criteria for a depression or anxiety disorder, however, is a little different than the day-to-day kind of anxiety or depression that we might feel that maybe comes and goes depending on a situation, on a life stressor. But going back to the quote, this resonates so much with me because people who report depression, symptoms of depression, who feel saddened and depressed, they're often thinking about the past, about events that occurred in the past. And people who report symptoms of anxiety, who are plagued and suffering with anxiety, are thinking about what if, what if this happens, what if that happens. They have racing thoughts about things that haven't happened yet. They are living in the future. And where you are at peace, the only moment that we really have is the here and the now. And the breath is the only thing that can bring us back in an instant, in a snap, to the here and the now. The breath we have at our disposal at any time. And the present moment is the only time that exists. The past is gone. We can't bring it back and tomorrow hasn't happened yet. So the present moment, the here and now, is the only time period, the only period of time that we can create change, that we can make a difference in our lives. And one way of doing that is to return to the breath. When we focus on the breath, do this with me for a moment, just right now. Take an inhale and an exhale. Just consciously breathing, being aware, consciously focusing on your breathing in that little moment. You are in the here and the now. You're not thinking about yesterday. You're not thinking about what you need to do later today or tomorrow. You're focusing on that breath right here, right now. So the best way to get grounded when we need a reset, when we need to kind of ground ourselves, start over, allow ourselves some time to figure it out is to come back to our breath. Conscious breathing, paying attention to the breath. Now, this has long been the premise of meditation and yoga communities and then kind of mainstreamed into stress reduction and focusing on the breath to reduce stress. But we know a lot about breath work and meditation now. There's a lot of science and a lot of studies that support breath work and meditation as linking to brain regions that focus on our emotions, our attention, and our body awareness. So when we focus on the breath, there have been studies, there was one study done in the Journal of Neurophysiology that revealed when we focus on the breath, 
pay attention to our breath, just simply being aware of our natural breath, the natural rate and rhythm of your breath. Brain areas light up, the brain regions in our light up that are linked to our attention span and our emotions and our body awareness. When we go further to pace our breathing, meaning that we consciously pace our breathing, like inhaling for four seconds, exhaling for four seconds, or a rhythm of any sort, inhaling for four counts, exhaling for six counts. But when we pace our breathing, studies have shown that we regulate the nervous system. And I'm going to demonstrate a paced breathing technique for you in a bit. But the military uses it, special operations uses it, Navy SEALs use it. We are taught, we're now utilizing breath work and what we know to teach others how to regulate their nervous system. So this works well for people who have anxiety, people who have panic attacks and their nervous system becomes dysregulated. They get those physiological symptoms of panic, increased heart rate, shortness of breath. Focusing on the breath and paced breathing, breathing in a rhythm, has shown to regulate the nervous system. So breath work has come a long way. There's hundreds of studies now that shows that breath work helps to regulate our nervous system in addition to reducing stress, reducing anxiety, reducing depression. And then physical benefits of breath work studies have revealed lower our blood pressure, meditation helps to lower our blood pressure, um, helps us with uh, appetite, so um, reducing weight. So people with, there was a study done with people um, who met criteria for morbid obesity and had a slew of medical problems, but particularly they were looking at diabetes and high blood pressure. And with mindful eating, with focusing on mindfulness, meditation, and then proceeding to mindfully eat, which means slowing it down, counting your chewing, looking at your food, using your senses, smelling the food, tasting the food, really taking your time, has proven, has shown to contribute to weight loss, which contributes to lower blood pressure and reduces risk of diabetes. So let's talk more about the breath. A study done in 2017 and published in the Journal of Frontiers in Psychology found that participants who completed 20 breathwork training sessions over eight weeks had significantly lower levels of cortisol. And we know that cortisol is the stress hormone. Cortisol is responsible for our body's stress levels, it causes chronic inflammation if we are chronically stressed. So cortisol is a good thing. It helps to keep us safe. It lets us know when we need to run, when we need to fight. Um, but when we are chronically stressed and have a chronic release of cortisol, then that contributes to chronic inflammation. So participants who completed 20 breathwork training sessions over eight weeks had lower levels of cortisol than 
the participants in the other group who did not do the breath sessions. So in addition to reducing stress, meaning we feel less stressed, we have we have lower levels of cortisol, the stress hormone, which means lower inflammation, not only less stress, but lower physiological symptoms of stress, lower cortisol, lower stress hormones. Studies have shown that breathing fully and completely lowers blood pressure. In a 2001 study, um, participants practiced breath work with meditation music for 10 minutes a day to reduce blood pressure as opposed to medication for blood pressure. In a 2015 study, the participants, so they did a study for 10, well, over 10 years, right? From 2001 to 2015. The participants who did the breath work for 10 minutes a day had a drop in blood pressure as opposed to the participants who did not do the breath work. So engaging in breath work and meditation significantly lowers blood pressure without any adverse effects. Is that to say that you might still not need medication and traditional medicine to lower your blood pressure? No. However, this can help reduce high blood pressure. Meditation and breath work can help reduce stress and blood pressure. And for some people, that may, it may help enough where they don't need medication. Depression. Breathwork was shown in a 2017 study on depression that participants who participated in regular yoga and breathing practices for 12 weeks had a decline in depressive symptoms versus the other group who did not participate in yoga and breathing techniques. That was from um, the University of Pennsylvania. So they published the study in 2016, breath-based meditation. Patients who practice breath-based meditation had a decline in depressive symptoms versus the group that only took the antidepressant. So one group took an antidepressant, both groups took an antidepressant, but one group took the antidepressant and practiced 10 or 12 weeks, sorry, 12 weeks of yoga and breath work. And the other group just took the medication alone. And the group who did the yoga and the breath work, in addition to taking the antidepressant, had decreased depressive symptoms versus the group that just took the medication. So uh, in addition, in combination with antidepressants, the meditation and breath work was found to be more effective than medication alone. And this is because they found that the the neurotransmitters, the mood-boosting neurotransmitters that get released in our brain when we meditate and practice breath work contributes to us feeling good, contributes to more serotonin and dopamine and other feel-good neurotransmitters being pumped out. There was another study done in Ireland that found that breathing, uh, regulated breathing, so conscious breathing, balanced our adrenaline and our 
noradrenaline, which is a neurotransmitter that affects attention and emotions within our brain. So regulates our nervous system by balancing the adrenaline. And they found that it also regulates the noradrenaline, which is a different hormone, a different chemical messenger that impacts our focus and attention. There's lots of studies also on meditation and breath work for pain management. And when I used to work at a hospital, this particular hospital used to do meditation with their chronic pain clients. Also, they would do Reiki with the chronic pain clinic clients and at the cancer center. So there's also a lot of studies that found that slow and deep breathing reduces the perception of chronic pain and helps patients cope better with physical pain. So does meditation and breath work take away chronic pain? No, but meditation and breath work helps patients to cope with chronic pain. And they found that the pain pathways in our brain are the same pathways that we have when we think about pain. So if you think about pain, areas of your brain light up. When people are actually physically injured or actually in physical pain, those same neural pathways light up. So if we can change our thoughts around chronic pain, our perception around the pain, then we found that they can change how people cope with living in chronic pain. In addition, because breathwork and meditation has shown to balance and decrease cortisol and inflammation, the pain can also be decreased for some people. There's a number of breathing techniques. I'm going to go over a few with you. My favorite is four square breathing. Now that's the paced breathing that we were talking about that I mentioned earlier. They um, teach this paced breathing in the military, Navy SEALs and combat operations use paced breathing. I call it four square breathing. Other people call it box breathing. Call it whatever you like. It's the same thing. It's so simple. It's like four corners of the square, four square So simple to remember. You can do it anywhere. I would tell people if they had panic attacks at the grocery store, you can do this in line at the grocery store. You can do this anywhere. And again, all you need is your breath. So you're inhaling for four seconds. You're holding the breath for four seconds. You're exhaling for four seconds. And you're doing that four times. Now, I prefer to inhale and exhale through my nose. Exhalation, a slow exhalation through the nose regulates the nervous system, calms the body. However, people say that they breathe in through their nose and exhale through their mouth and that's that works for them too. So listen to your body, try different ways and see what works for you. But you're going to breathe in for four seconds, you're going to hold for four seconds, you're going to exhale for four seconds, and you're going to do that for four times. Now you can do this for eight times, 16 times, 21 times, whatever you want to do is perfect. But it's easy to remember that one round is four times and then do as many rounds as you want. So let's do this together, okay? So I'll count for you and you breathe. 
We're going to inhale for four. Four, hold the breath at the top. And now exhale, two, three, four. Holding the breath at the bottom. Inhale slowly, two, three, four. Hold the breath at the top, two, three, four. And exhaling slowly and smoothly, two, three, four. Hold at the bottom. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold the breath at the top and hold at the bottom, two, three, four. And that's it. Inhaling for four, holding the breath for four, exhaling for four, and repeating four times. That's box breathing or four square breathing. It's simple. It's free. You can do it anywhere. It regulates the nervous system. The next technique that I'm going to go over is called candle breathing. So candle breathing is breathing with pursed lips. So you're inhaling a full and deep inhalation through your nose. And then you're exhaling like you're blowing out a candle slowly with pursed lips. And you create an exhale that's longer than the inhale. So it has been shown that when we exhale for a longer duration of time, then it helps to calm the nervous system. It signals to the brain, calm down. If you're in fight, flight, or freeze mode, if you're having symptoms like increased heart rate, shortness of breath, panic symptoms, exhaling longer has been shown to calm the body, regulate the nervous system. So like we're inhaling through the nose, and then exhaling like you're blowing out a candle. Now there's no right or wrong kind of way to exhale as long as it's longer. So you're just remembering it's called candle breathing. You have pursed lips like you're blowing out a candle and the exhale is longer than the inhale. And that's it. That's all you have to remember. So let's just do that for a couple of breaths, inhaling through the nose and then exhaling. One more time. And then the third breath technique that I want to go over with you is diaphragmatic breathing. Now, diaphragmatic breathing means that we are breathing through our diaphragm. So most people breathe through their lungs, and obviously the air comes through your lungs. But when you're inhaling, you feel your lungs expand, not your belly moving. So put your hand on your belly, and as you inhale, you want your belly to actually go out. And when you're exhaling, 
your belly's contracting. So let's just practice this for a moment. Put a hand on your belly and you can put one hand on your chest so that you can feel the difference. But when you're inhaling, consciously, purposefully push your belly out. And on the exhale, feeling your belly contract, your belly button contracting in. So there was a 2020 study that showed diaphragmatic breathing was helpful for people with COPD. That's um, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. So COPD um, contributes to people not being able to breathe. People having emphysema that develops often into COPD. You see people with the portable oxygen tanks when they have COPD. So this study showed that diaphragmatic breathing helped people breathe better. Um, and it was done with participants who were diagnosed with COPD or other breathing challenges due to chronic medical conditions. Diaphragmatic breathing is suggested for five or 10 minutes, three or four times a day. Don't pressure yourself. Don't stress yourself out with it. If you can find time once a day to practice diaphragmatic breathing for five minutes, that would be more than enough to get you started. So you're going to sit in a chair again. Some people can lie down, but sit in a chair and just place your hand on your belly and one hand on your rib cage, allowing you to feel the movement like I demonstrated. You're slowly inhaling through your nose, feeling your belly press into your hand and exhaling, feeling the abdomen contract, your belly button coming in. And once you learn how to do belly breathing or diaphragmatic breathing, you can increase the amount of time you do it or how many times a day that you do this. So those are three easy breath techniques that you can do to practice focusing on your breath, practice staying in the here and the now. Again, it was box breathing or four square breathing, breathing in for four seconds, holding for four seconds, exhaling for four seconds and holding at the bottom for four seconds, doing that four times. And with four square breathing or box breathing, I prefer breathing in through the nose and exhaling through the nose. And that is also called paced breathing where you're doing counts of four. And then we did purse lips breathing. That's inhaling through the nose and then exhaling slowly out of the mouth with pursed lips like you're blowing out the candle. So pursed lips breathing or candle breathing. And then lastly, we went over diaphragmatic breathing and that is belly breathing, focusing on the inhalation and the exhalation through the belly, breathing in through the diaphragm and feeling your belly expand on the inhalation and contract on the exhalation. If you have any questions, please email me. I would love to hear from you, thetherapistmindset at gmail.com. You can also leave a question in the question and answer section of this podcast. I would love to hear feedback. I would love to answer any questions you have. I would love to hear your ideas for other podcast topics. So please email me, thetherapistmindset at gmail.com. 
And once again, I want to thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you so much. You have no idea. I appreciate you listening to this podcast. If you would like to continue to support the therapist mindset, please follow this podcast, give me a five-star review, and share with a friend or family member. Thank you so much. My heart is so full. May you be well. Namaste. And don't forget to breathe.